So, Greg, what was a dinosaur's least favorite reindeer? So, so this is going to be a thing? Uh, I think it is now. You just made Good. it a thing by you asking. Ma- yes, you, you made it a thing. It is now you would think thing. I would have learned by now. What is a dinosaur's least favorite reindeer? Um, uh, I do not know, Rob. What is a dinosaur's least favorite reindeer? Comet. Too soon. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl in the bathroom? Uh, I don't know. Because the P is silent. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is the Give Me Five podcast, episode 43. Rush out on an uptown train, doors open, and she walks in, she's soaking. Caught in the rain, her skin shines like crystalline. This is the Give Me Five podcast, where each week we discuss entertainment. And due to the summer, it has been really movie-centric recently. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of movies. Which is fun. Movie movie chat is fun. But unfortunately, it hasn't let us kind of stretch out. So we're doing something a little bit different tonight. We hope you guys like it. Uh, I'm Greg, and I'm here with my co-host, Jimmy. Hello. And Rob. Hi there. And we are the Give Me Five podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that said offensive and not creepy, but I went creepy instead. Creepy is fine. <laughs> so guys, this week we are going to talk about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and... We're going to do something a little bit different this week. We're going to have some special guests from the I Know Dino podcast, Garrett and Sabrina. And they're going to talk to us about dinosaurs, and they're going to answer all of our stupid questions for as long as they can handle our annoyingness. Our stupidity. Say, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, they're going to ha- we, hang up we on are not, We are not informed dinosaur researchers or experts, but we have lots of questions. You know, I've... Yeah, we have a lot of questions. I my most recent dinosaur knowledge all came from these dinosaur books that my that I read to my child, and they're all about the things that dinosaurs shouldn't do, like dinosaurs shouldn't sneak downstairs and open up the Christmas presents early, that kind of thing. They're all about dinosaur manners. So that's about the extent of my recent dinosaur knowledge. So we might be in a little bit of trouble. Hopefully, this won't devolve into like a trivia contest because then yeah, we're doomed. Doomed. So guys, this is a review show, and you know tonight we're going to be talking about dinosaurs. So if you haven't seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I would still encourage you to stick around for the interview that we have. Yes. So if, but you know, if you didn't know that T Rex can't see you if you were really still, or that Greg has a a room full of mannequins dressed like people who have wronged him, then pause the show and come back later. I did and... not fall for that. While the show is paused, you tried to set me up. Feel free to leave us a review. And as always, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly Give Me Five uh, Give Me Five Podcast at Gmail dot com. Something like that. Something like that. And as always, if you're looking for some really cool Give Me Five swag. You can check out the website, GiveMeFivePodcast.Threadless.com. Get all your sweet you know Give Me Five swag there. What? No, I don't know what. Why don't you tell me what? I'm going to venture to say that our logo, if you could put one word on it, and Greg, this might open up a little conversation with you, is rad. Totally rad. Speaking of rad. So rad. 
Speaking of rad, let's let's talk a little yes. bit about rad. Let's do that. One of the best parts of today was when I realized that the movie and saw me. Well, other than seeing Jimmy, okay, was realizing that after I've been unable to find the movie Rad in any format because it is not on DVD, it is not on VHS, obviously, because you can't really get those anymore, or Blu-ray, you really couldn't find it. Well, the guys who at uh, the How Did This How Did This Get Made podcast reviewed that movie this week, this fantastic BMX movie from the 80s, which I actually saw in the theater. <laughs> wow. So it was me, one of my friends, and the people that actually made the movie, I think, saw it. The movie Rad. And we saw it in the theater, and I haven't been able to see it since. But apparently, someone was nice enough to put it on Vimeo behind a password. Not to ruin anything, but if you can try, if you want to see that awesome, ridiculous movie, it is available out there now. And it's just fun, stupid BMX biking. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that I think tried to catch in on, you know, 80s lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was Rad, there was Gleaming the Cube. Yes! Um, which is, a, 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 I dare say, a great movie. Um, but... I don't know yeah. if that would go that far. So awesome. Well, it's Chris like one of those Tony Hawk was very, in. like... Fad of the week type movies. There's the the rad movie. There was the tag, the assassination game. It's basically tried to follow laser tag's footsteps. There's all those movies. Uh, I'm gonna watch rad. Wraith. Yeah, Wraith. I'm gonna watch rad uh, in the very near future, and I'm gonna let you know if it holds up. And I think it will. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I. <laughs> you want to bet a hundred dollars on that? Hey, I bet it holds up as well as breaking to the electric boogaloo. What are you talking about? That's a fantastic movie. You monster. Well, guys, this was the Gibby Five podcast. You can catch us all on our our own podcast since we are now breaking up due to Rob's insincerity. <laughs> I just like saying break into electric boogaloo. Yeah. So uh, anything new, guys? Well, I've been moving. So um, as much as you plan for a smooth move and, and you think you X-lax. have everything covered. <laughs> Thank you. Smooth move, X-Lax. I'm surprised that wasn't the, the title of the movie. Um, but yeah, as much as you plan for it, it just sucks. It just sucks. So, but other than that, some good news. Um, I think just last week, as of this recording, the friend system and trading were introduced in Pokemon Go. And they and, and they actually work for everybody? Wait, I think, didn't you have an apology to make? As something I, you I, I think last week, last week you... you pissed and moaned about it a little bit i did i did so um i was under the impression that you had to be level 40 and now i know this wasn't my imagination this might have been right when they were implementing it but i thought it said you had to be level 40 to add friends now that is not true um you can trade with your friends you have to be like you know a a certain level but it's very low you can add friends, and I think it just adds a whole new dimension to the game. Obviously, the big missing piece, the the one thing that was promised that people are still waiting for two years later is battling. But I think this, in the meantime, is a very, very cool feature. and It keeps kind of getting you to come back to it every day. And it's not a new feature that you really have to spend any money on at all. You spend Pokestops, you, you get gifts, you can send those gifts to your friends 
you don't play, so um, you can still send me gifts. It's okay. No, they're in-game gifts. <laughs> and there's a fire truck. But how do you like the new, How do you like the new apartment? Uh, I I love it. I still have to figure out the kind of um, cooling situation. It gets really hot during the day. Um, I have a very large window that I th- I think just takes a beating all day. Um, so as my girlfriend suggested, I'm going to rub cornstarch on the inside of the windows, which is actually a tip. Um, but I need to get some more blackout curtains. But I, you know, it's it's cool. It's uh, it's really nice. I'm sitting on my bedroom floor right now, and it's very uncomfortable. Oh, cornstarch thing. That's interesting. I have not yeah. heard of that. So I guess it cools down the apartment a little bit and keeps vampires out. That's nice. How does that? Wait, how does what? that keep vampires? <laughs> we are inventing new vampire lore right here on this show. <laughs> Rub cornstarch on your windows and you keep the vampires out. Just don't invite them in. You know that. You have to invite a vampire in. What is wrong with you? Anyway. But what they're are so you... sparkly. <laughs> it depends on what. Real vampires don't there, sparkle. Okay. Exactly. Okay. What do you guys got? Well, I got something. So after um, uh, almost 10 years of marriage, my wife made a terrible mistake as I was about to walk up and record this episode. Oh, and you are never going to let her forget that. Oh, no. So we're going to put this here for all posterity. Um, she, I was semi-rapping in the kitchen because I've been, I've been in a major, like, Death Row record, the Ruthless Records, Def Jam kind of mode because yeah. recently because I've been listening to the book Original Gangsters, which I think I talked about last week. And mm-hmm. he is, he is so not street, by the way. Not even close. Cool, man. Well, the streets of Boca Raton, but that's about it. So I've been listening to that, and I was kind of doing something. I think I was actually whistling the uh, the Dr. Dre like worm thing, and my wife referred to me as Mixmaster Marcus. <laughs> oh man! Oh, which, that's your new handle. Uh, yeah. Which, if you 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 said you're never gonna let her live that down, well, I'm never gonna let you live it down. That's okay. I'm gonna get a giant clock. Like to wear it'll be like from the pottery barn, but I'm gonna wear it around my neck. It's gonna be, be well now that the podcast is broken up and I never have to associate with you again. Um, Mix Master Marcus, you can exactly. find my Pokemon podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's one thing. Um, the other thing, uh, we'll go a small news and then huge news. I just saw that they were doing a Morbius movie, which is a – it's another comic book character, but he is kind of like a vampire punisher uh, from the pages of Marvel Comics. Oh, he I thought he trained vampires. No, no, no. This is Dr. Michael Morbius. The, he is a living vampire. He was a doctor that had a problem, and he uh, – <laughs> See what I did there? No, no, no. No, no. He is a living vampire. He was a doctor. He had some problems. He tried to fix it himself, and he basically became a – vampire type that can like suck the life force out of people um well and apparently jared leto or jared leto sorry is going to possibly be attached to that movie so uh, yeah two words cornstarch yeah and, and <laughs> exactly and they, that is actually how he gets defeated oh. with some corn, a corn he gets thrown through a window window covered in cornstarch corn it can't be any worse than the troll 2 solution which is a double decker bologna sandwich. <laughs> I have to see that again. That movie is a classic. You hush your and mouth. And of watch. course, last but not least, for me at least, a little another little bit of good news. Uh, we're, I we're totally saw taking today. credit for it. Yep, uh, the cheese balls. That's C H E E Z balls. 
which have been out of stores for 12 years, are coming back. Thanks to Rob talking about them on our podcast. Thanks, Rob. That's right, baby. The planters ones in that old-fashioned round tin, too. Yep, same, basically the same exact can, except for a little thing that says where it's back on the corner. Little circle says it's back. Um, it is going to be coming back on July first. Nice. And, yeah. Oh, that's soon. Yeah, that's in, in you know a couple weeks, and I think whatever episode we record the week it comes out, there's going to be a lot of crunching, which oh, yeah. he's going to love right in the microphone. Mm-hmm. So. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, Planters, for bringing it back. Thank you, Mr. Peanut, for bringing it back. And thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. For forcing You're them welcome. to bring it back. You're welcome. I put the pressure on. Um, but also of note, this week um, is the grand opening of the new Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, myself and Jen will be there, so we will tell you all about it next week. Um, but we're really looking forward to it. We're staying, yep. we're staying on property so that we can get in and get out and... Uh, I'm I'm anticipating huge huge crowds, and you guys know I'm not one for crowds, and I hate waiting in line. So this should be fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> it will take lots of pictures. Oh and, yeah, and post them on the Instagram. I'm sure it'll be streamed, correct? Yes, Jen will be streaming probably the entire time that we will be there. And where can we find that stream? Um, you can find that stream on Streaming the Magic. Just look for their. Just go to YouTube and search for Streaming the Magic. And there should be a live stream available. Um, you just go to their, you just do a search for Streaming the Magic, select their webpage, and then you can get to the live stream. Which I just realized that our listeners are now hearing this after the fact. So will, will there be archive video they can watch? I believe so, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Good call, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I think smart things sometimes. I think it's time for Snap Decisions. One. You have one. Let's I go. do. This one might get interesting. Oh god. Not nearly interesting enough to bring back cheese balls, but so last week we briefly mentioned that there was a rapper that was shot and killed. Triple uh, X Temptation. We none of us are young enough to know what that is. Isn't it Temptation? Probably, but <laughs> like I said, none of us are young enough to know anything about his music, but. Anyway, you know, people were mourning, and it was legitimate feelings. But, of course, uh, he had a terrible record between armed robberies. Uh, He was about to go to trial for beating his pregnant girlfriend badly and threatening Mm -hmm. her with all sorts of terrible things that I won't even repeat here. And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about the various other people that we've known of, you know, like celebrity wise that we might've been fans of that have then passed away. And how do you get past, like, how do you mourn someone that did terrible things? It was a douchebag. Yeah. Cause like really, I mean, most of the major celebrity deaths recently, you've heard other things about them, like not to besmirch them too much, but mm-hmm. you know, David Bowie had some things about him. I mean, going all the way back to Michael Jackson, obviously, you know, the obvious things with Michael Jackson, which I'm, I don't want to bring those things up. Just not entirely sure who is going to be listening to this particular episode with guests. So I'm trying sure. to like, so I'm no, trying no, to, no, no. I understand a little. Um, um, so yeah. how, how do you mourn someone that's, that has done terrible things? Like, is it okay to feel bad? Is it okay to, is it okay to mention that stuff in their obituary? So what, what do you guys think? Well, 
Um, I can go first. Uh, so I, I am not a fan of X as he's known to by his fans. People cooler than us. Yeah. Okay. People way cooler than us. Um, some of the things he's, he's been accused of are absolutely atrocious and it, it makes that very hard for me to separate the artist from the person. Um, and, it, you know, there are things that you hear about. I, I grew up kind of idolizing Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I wrong. Um, so yeah, I, I think, it just, yeah, I think it just depends on where you're at. You know, even Ian Curtis of, of Joy Division, uh, he, he was by all accounts very controlling and, you know, um, verbally, at least verbally abusive, um, had an extramarital affair, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all allegedly. So it, it does make it difficult. And, uh, especially when you're, you're young and you, you don't understand the gravity of the things that somebody's done. Uh, maybe after a certain amount of time you do, and you can look back and go, mm, well, they weren't so great. So let's not celebrate them too much. Uh, I understand people's feelings right now. It's raw. People really liked his music, but I think later on, you know, look back and go, Ugh. thanks. I think it went a little over. Yeah, you did. but I mentioned, I talked a little bit over it. So I think we're okay. Rob, I don't think you really do much of the in the way of uh, celebrity worship anyway. No, I, I really don't. Um, I do think that you need to be careful when it comes to putting celebrities up on a pedestal who have done terrible things, even if they've passed away. Um, mm-hmm. Kids are extremely impressionable. And, yep. and putting somebody like that up on a pedestal just encourages them to to emulate i guess okay there yeah i can see that um so i i have a real hard problem with it now it, it it's that's not to say that i don't believe that people deserve second chances because everyone does but yeah. you have to have you have to have paid for your for your sins so to speak tried to make atonement not mm-hmm. just continually doing the same thing over and over and over again that's that is not somebody who's who's addressing their problem exactly uh it, to add one thing here to kind of show our age a little bit um information wasn't as readily accessible mm-hmm. you know that's so very true it's hard for me to to look at the news about this guy and feel bad uh not that i'm celebrating it but um with that information available at your fi- at your fingertips these days i think people should do a little research and formulate their own opinions mm-hmm. true yeah my, one of my thoughts on this when i first the fact that it happened again while I'm reading that book, it was interesting because a lot of you have to you can love the art without loving the artist, I guess. And this goes for anything, whether it be music art, movie art, even products. I mean, by all accounts, Steve Jobs was a terrible person. In fact, he worked to make sure that his daughter, his own daughter, really hasn't seen any money at all. And because she was born, I think she was born to his first wife or born out of wedlock or something. But, you know, so that's not exactly cool when you died one of the richest people on the planet. Yeah. And, you know, I, I find it interesting that some someone can be a terrible person and it, it gets wiped clean when they pass away. And I think that part of the growth of that person is the good and the bad. You know, did they start off a terrible person and pass away as a good person because they were doing good? Or did we just forget about all that stuff because, well, I like that one song they did, and I think it, like like Rob said, it's it's uh, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff, you know, because 
unless someone is actively working toward to better yourself, to better themselves, it's they they just happen to be forced to stop doing terrible things. So, mm-hmm. not that I, I like wish that. death upon them, but mm-hmm. you know, this person is not going to get a chance to better themselves. But by a lot of accounts, that one of his songs, I guess the song is called "Sad," and it was a sort of an anti-suicide thing. It, it helped a lot of people. So, yeah, and and you know, it is sad that I, I guess we'll never we'll never see that. Uh, you know whether he he tried to better himself, and by all by some accounts he he was, but we won't see that. Cool. Well, guys, I think that was all we had for Snap Decisions. So what a downer! Yeah, I know. I know. Super let's... cool. Thanks a lot, Greg. Jeez. Well, let's talk about dinosaurs eating people. <laughs> talk then. about dinosaurs. What do you call a blind dinosaur? Uh, do you think he saw us? What do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? Do you think he saw us, Rex? That's right. <laughs> do I have a mute button for him? Hey, uh, that was topical. That was a callback to the first Jurassic Park. You you're in know. charge here. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Hey guys, we are here with Garrett and Sabrina from the I Know Dino podcast. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining. <laughs> <laughs> so as we were talking about Jurassic World, the, the sequel to Jurassic World, I realized that my dinosaur knowledge actually did kind of stop. I was a big dinosaur kid at, at, back when I lived in Pittsburgh, and I think it stopped right around when I was seven or eight. I, around there but i used to do dinosaur camp in the summers at the uh carnegie uh museum out in pittsburgh oh fun that is and then we we moved down to south florida and no dinosaurs, dinosaurs weren't really a thing down there That's too bad. <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh it was more about you know what type of shoes you're wearing and all that kind of stuff and so dinosaur i couldn't shoes. be dinosaur kid <laughs> so big dinosaur kid i, I was a big dinosaur kid but I don't want to grow up. I'm a dinosaur. Hey, too too soon. You can't sing that song in the last week that that store exists. Uh, I oh, know it's so sad. The last week. Yeah, I think it ends Friday. Oh. Yeah. So, guys, uh, slowly disappearing. <laughs> it's been gone a long time, man. <laughs> we only were reminded of it when we heard it was going away. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, we we did uh, realize that the cheese puffs are coming back, or the cheese balls are coming back from Planters, by the way. And we're totally Cause, taking credit for it. Because we <laughs> talked about them like two weeks ago, and they just announced they're coming back like on July 1st. So if that's your thing, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, first of all, guys, before we get into the movie, uh, how did you guys get into, into dinosaurs? How did you guys get into the podcast world? All that fun stuff. We were also dinosaur kids. <laughs> yeah, big dinosaur kids. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like Land Before Time was one of our favorites. Yeah, I loved Littlefoot. I don't know. I forget what your favorite was, Garrett. Um, I liked Land Before Time, but I really liked Jurassic Park quite a bit better. Well, yeah, but that one came out later. But yes, Mm -hmm. still kids, still kids. Yeah. (laughs) But then we totally lost interest in dinosaurs. Like, seems to happen to just about everybody somewhere in between 
young tween age and teenage and all that. And then we got back into it when we were living in New Jersey and we went to the American Museum of Natural History yeah. in our early 20s. Yeah. Okay. Anytime somebody visited us, we'd take them there and then we'd kind of realize like, oh, you like dinosaurs? I like dinosaurs. You <laughs> like them as much as me? <laughs> yeah. And then we had a dinosaur themed wedding. Yes. <laughs> nice. I saw that <laughs> on your website. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was. It was, it was at a zoo. There was a, oh, cool. some guy in a T-Rex costume named Duncan. With, with an a, animatronic head. Yeah, which all the adults loved and all the kids just cried. <laughs> <laughs> kids were terrified of it. Traumatizing little children. Yeah, yeah those, <laughs> those like bouncy T-Rex costumes that they have now aren't so scary, but an animatronic head, that would send me screaming. Yeah, well, apparently <laughs> they had to tweak his head too because it used to be more menacing and then the kids didn't like it, so they had to make it look like he was smiling more. Yeah, a little bit, but it doesn't help. <laughs> it's like if a crocodile smiling at you, it's still a crocodile. Exactly. <laughs> Your dinner. Right, so this was the uh, the museum in New York you guys went to see? Yeah. Newport. American Museum of Natural History. And then, yes, we had the wedding and and the dinosaur theme, and then we didn't want to stop talking about dinosaurs, so decided to start this podcast. (laughs) Nice. Well, it works for you. I I do love the show. I have not had a chance to listen to the most recent episode, which is probably covering about the same thing that we're going to be covering right here. Yep. Um, But I did see it, and I'm going to have to catch it tomorrow. (laughs) Thanks. But um, I guess, uh, well, actually, Jimmy, you, uh, Jurassic Park actually kind of led to your career as well. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing where the Jurassic Park kind of inspired you guys, but also inspired Jimmy. Mm-hmm. It did very much so. Um, actually, I was, oh, geez, how old was I? I was eight when I went to, I went to visit family in California and Jurassic Park had just come out, come out in the theater and we went and saw it. And of course, it was this huge deal, and it's this huge thing about animatronics uh, slash computer generated, you know, imagery, and the dinosaurs look so lifelike. And um, I just I got way into it. Actually, the the story is uh, we went and saw it. My mom um, tried to cover my face during the uh, <laughs> I'm sorry the Dilophosaurus scene. Am I saying that right? Um, which was a nice callback in the actually uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. <laughs> um, and I was struggling to see through her hands. And actually, when we got back to my uncle's place that night, I drew. I'd always been, you know, drawing. And I, I drew a Velociraptor from, from memory. And um, this guy, my uncle's friend, who I can only describe as the dude from <laughs> The Big Lebowski, yeah. It was like, hey, man, you know, people do that with computers now. And it was just like a, you know, just a explosion in my head. I was like, what? Really? So from there, it was just kind of a, you know, kind of an ob- obsession. That's awesome. With computer graphics. Drawing? I really wish I did. Aww. I so wish I did. But I, I had every Jurassic Park toy, um, every figure, the, you know, dino damage or whatever they called it battle damage that's all i wanted for like two or three years and then you know just kind of kind of went away (laughs) yeah that happens but your love for 3d did not it's true it better not (laughs) (laughs) so okay let's i think we should get into the movie and i guess the way this should work is we're going to talk about the movie well we can talk about the movie all together but occasionally 
uh, Rob, Jimmy, and myself are going to say some really stupid stuff about dinosaurs, <laughs> and you guys are going to um, nicely yell at us <laughs> and be like, this I, is the real thing. I, okay, so not intentionally stupid. We have legitimate questions. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what does the dinosaur smell like? <laughs> Especially when you can't like that it. actually. Uh, so, what does a dinosaur? No, but no. actually, what well, if you go sniff a bird? <laughs> but but for real, we want to know. That's <laughs> sniff a bird. That'll yeah. give you yeah, sniff, idea. sniff a very large bird. Yeah. <laughs> so probably bad because I think ostriches smell pretty bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, sandhill cranes all over the place around here. Those giant birds that walk across the road during rush hour so oh. i'm gonna probably catch one of those <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. they're protected actually so don't do nah, that probably not, a good idea. Smell them. Not, not recommended <laughs> yeah okay jimmy uh go ahead and introduce the movie so jurassic world fallen kingdom it is the second in the uh latest trilogy uh, oh my god there's gonna of... be another one yep well mm-hmm. i don't know uh, okay. yeah there's yeah. gonna be a third yep yeah did you see the movie i did <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was going to say. I, I, um, did. I, was, I was hopeful, but I guess not. Okay. Based off of characters created by the late Michael Crichton, um, actually, which was a lot more terrifying in the first book, um, Jurassic Park. But the movie is directed by J.A. Bayona um, of the Orphanage fame, which I, I loved a lot. Um, As did I. The movie was co-produced by Guillermo del Toro, so... I, I have a huge thing for Guillermo del Toro. Um, absolutely love him. Uh, One might call it a flame. Might, yeah. <laughs> but the the very last line in the credits was special thanks to Guillermo del Toro and someone else. And immediately, of course, I see his name and I pick up on that. Anyway, I'm His eyes that. become little hearts. It's, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Uh, the director is formally attached to the World War Z sequel, but left that project, um, which is unfortunate. Because I think he's got a very cool, grungy style. And if you've seen The Orphanage, it kind of explains the manner and um, that whole grungy style. But it's written by Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly. Stars Chris Pratt as uh, a former uh, service member and... Uh, dinosaur trainer. Dinosaur trainer. <laughs> um, Friend to raptors everywhere. Owen <laughs> Grady and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. So... If you didn't know that, you've uh, not had the internet for 34 years. <laughs> so I want to like talk a, a little bit about the opening because I got into the theater a little bit late. Oh yeah, uh, due due to someone that whatever they were paying with ahead of me. Mm-hmm. But I, so I thought I was going to miss the movie, but it being summer, I there was 20 minutes of credit, so I wasn't actually late. Nice. <laughs> but like my mindset was still that I missed the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the introduction of the volcano was a little weird. For movies like they they started off the the movie with the um the submarine and they of course going to get like a piece of bone and of course they also introduced the mosasaurus which is i believe our first question here which uh, was one of jimmy's questions <laughs> yes um i i feel like i ha- have to keep asking but is it mosasaurus or mosasaurus we usually hear As mosasaurus what we found okay. is that Everybody pronounces everything differently. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Paleontology is kind of a written language, not so much a spoken language. So, you know, you, you okay. hear different things depending on where people are from. So don't sweat the details. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> right. I won't feel so bad. Now. <laughs> um, but my, my question there is, um, is the size of that, uh, you know, 
Mosasaurus that was it that big? Nope. It's <laughs> massive. It's like two football fields in the movie. Yeah, it's way, way too so big. So no. To yeah, that was my thought too, is like, well, what the heck was it eating there? Like you would think that the fish would be like, don't go in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it was in a like caged in island area. Yeah. In Jurassic Park, almost everything is too big. Other than possibly the T-Rex, because T-Rex was actually huge. But almost yeah. everything is yeah. way too big. And the Mosasaur is probably the biggest like inflation of everything yeah like it wouldn't have been able to eat that shark in jurassic world it's basically like its skull is probably similar to like a great white shark kind of thing it's not that much bigger than a great white shark maybe twice as Hmm. big but you're talking about probably not even being able to eat a person in one bite let alone an entire submarine (laughs) it's yeah i think its skull was like four or five feet long or something like that Okay. Yeah, that thing was terrifying. I mean, anything underwater at night seems scarier than it is, but that thing was mm-hmm. very large. Yeah, it would still be just horrifying if yeah. you were in the water with it, for sure. Yeah, you yeah. still don't want to be near it. But And it did have mm-hmm. those teeth on the roof of its mouth like they talk about in the first Jurassic World. Just, like, so many teeth. Why does it need so many teeth? <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. so can, I guess it's so it can grip other Mosasaurus. <laughs> yeah, whatever slippery things it's trying to eat. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, as, as I was saying, like, movie-wise, like, they have this whole sequence happen where the Mosasaurus and there's, you know, the big kind of shock opening of this thing jumping out of the water and gobbling up people and all that. But then, like, the biggest plot, one of the biggest plot points of the movie is a volcano, and they show it in, like, a news report. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really weird, personally. Like, I thought it should be something that is seen, like in that first sequence like maybe there's like a gate that's supposed to be closing like maybe a a tremor or something keeps the gate from closing or they realize that that there's lava blocking the way i don't know it just seemed like it seemed like they almost expected you to know about the volcano and the extent of it Mm -hmm. by having seen the trailer (laughs) was it was it really the news report though because didn't didn't they first mention it was like the the news report of the well, I thought they first mentioned the volcano while they were um, talking to Jeff Goldblum's character. They did, like and it was were, like a court asking, case and all that, right, but it was right. like a it was like a tell don't show thing. And I thought that it would probably be a better idea to do it the other way. I don't know. It was just like a weird thing, and I was almost like, did they like like I said, I thought I kind of missed the beginning of the movie, even though I didn't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just thought it was a kind of a weird start. I thought it was more like a recap in case you forgot what happened in Jurassic World. Here are the important things to keep in mind, and by the way. Yeah, you know, people screaming and getting yeah. eaten and <laughs> lawsuits. And I liked all the um, the the big room full of, like, comically bandaged people. Yeah. yeah. The, like, like, when they were showing, like, the lawsuits, and there's people with, like, you know, casts on their arms and stuff like that. It looked like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> I love the, uh, the Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville sign mm-hmm. um, because he was actually in that scene. Exactly. <laughs> so Get, getting, I think, I forget he, what I, He grabbed a drink and, like, grabbed his hat and like ran away yeah 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 yeah. so from there basically they decide the people that were almost killed in the first movie decide they need to go back and save these dinosaurs from from re-extinction terrible decision yeah and they're they they're fighting to do so um and i don't think that anyone mentioned the fact that maybe we could just clone more of them (laughs) if you want (laughs) it was never really brought up (laughs) that is a good point and now the movie's irrelevant (laughs) like which i felt like this movie needed like an additional edit on this this script don't no don't get me wrong here 
as soon as I see the dinosaurs and the very well done special effects, I'm completely like locked in and I, I had a great fun time with the mm-hmm. movie. But I did kind of feel like if they added that extra little part in there, like, you know, well, can't we just reclone them? Like, oh no, the lab was destroyed or all the DNA was destroyed mm-hmm. when the park went down. That would have solved that problem. True. It's not enough. But they were it. collecting the DNA. And they and they had the DNA in that freaking lab. <laughs> and and they were the ones who were bankrolling getting the dinosaurs. <laughs> you see my problem. <laughs> they just didn't they didn't have the DNA for the um Raptor. The Indo, the Indo, not the Raptor, but the other oh, one. What was it? The in, yeah, yeah, that one. Well, that they guy. also needed yes. blue. Yeah, the blue thing they kind of explained because of the whole, you know, it's been domesticated and it's a training thing and all that. But the other one. Yeah, they need him as like the the general of the the dinosaur yeah. army. <laughs> so they're 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 making questionable decisions throughout this whole movie, and it and it continues right as soon as they um as soon as they get off the plane because they got off that plane. And this douche army guy is standing there acting like a jerk. And I'm like, how does nobody know that this guy's a bad guy? What is going on here? Doesn't Owen give him a little a bit of a hard time? I think so. But yes. not not nearly enough. I mean, I mean, for God's sake, he turns his back on him. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's, if I remember correctly, he's basically like, yeah, he ignores him and is like, hey, just do whatever we're going to do. And yeah, it was... And then they the guy shoots that. him in the chest and leaves him there. I'm like, oh my god, what? <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was another conversation. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that was another conversation I, <laughs> I had where it was like they could have gotten away with everything if they just didn't do that. Like if they didn't try decide to like kill everybody, mm-hmm. all they would have had to do is be like, hey, uh, we're gonna go bring these dinosaurs to that preserve. Um, thanks for your help. Just, yeah, thanks for your help. We'll drop you <laughs> off on the way. <laughs> we'll drop you off in Costa Rica, and you guys can have a vacation, then fly home. Here's your money. Bye. But, <laughs> but if they wanted to ask questions later, I guess that's the... Yeah, but, you know, yeah, where are all those dinosaurs that were supposed to go to that thing? Oh, yeah, the uh, boat sank, you know. Sorry. Or they'll just be like, yeah, they're there. But nobody yeah. can visit it. Remember how we said no tourists? <laughs> and why, yeah. And why are all these rich people getting eaten by dinosaurs randomly? I don't know. <laughs> Different so many holes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, but, I, I felt like with ahead. what you were saying, with how did they not know, there was a lot of very bad decisions in general made. Like, one, not realizing that, but like, people seem to lose their peripheral vision and or hearing whenever it was convenient for a scare. Like, um, having Tyrannosaurus Rexes, like, sneak up on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The end, the, that thing bad. in the tunnel, whatever that was, is it kind of like creeped up on them? Oh, yeah, the Baryonyx? Yeah. That was a very honest. Okay. Oh, see. <laughs> yeah. And then the. Makes... That was a good scene, though. I did enjoy the little, like, use of lava to make it kind of flash, like a flickering light in a hallway yeah. kind of horror movie. Yeah. Almost like a lightning effect. Yeah. I actually totally thought that when they opened up that hatch, that there was going to be a bunch of lava pouring down on them. <laughs> it seemed like that was what was going to happen. But then the movie would end. That's true. Where That's was the true. lava coming from that it was going into the tunnel, but there wasn't any around the hatch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, yeah, that seems actually really cool. I liked, you know, the trying to lunge through the lava. I thought that was, that was really cool. I liked, I actually liked all the dinosaurs that were, that they chose because there was a lot of new ones that we mm-hmm. saw, I think this time, mm-hmm. including, I think my all time favorite dinosaur, the Ankylosaurus. Oh yeah. That's my favorite. That was my see. That was my favorite as a kid because I had a little plastic one. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. And I actually, I also recently heard. I did hear the part about the two new ones, 
on your most recent podcast. Oh, so yeah, I was yeah. actually really excited about that. So um, anyway, yeah, the uh, very bad decisions. People like from – this is a little bit later, but when the little girl, which we'll talk about eventually, was crawling around in the lab directly in front of the guy that was looking for her and somehow he didn't see her. <laughs> like if you if you looked at the framing, like she literally crawled between a desk and like whatever those panels were mm-hmm. right in front of the guy. Yeah, like, well, and it's and it wasn't it wasn't just people because dinosaurs were making questionable decisions as well. I mean, <laughs> can can you tell me can you tell me honestly if dinos are running from a lava flow or explosions and panicking and stampeding? And this was my question. I, okay. Go ahead. Ask the question, Greg. <laughs> Because this, I saw it, like, and I'm like, because as I'm watching it, I'm like, what is going on? So this is a question I think I it also happened in the first Jurassic Park, where dinosaurs were running away from something else and paused to actually eat something. Hmm. Like, do you know of anything in nature that will actually eat while they're in severe danger? Because like, as Rob was saying, when they were running away from the, the pyroclastic flow, mm-hmm. the, the um, was that a carnotaur? Oh, the Carnotaurus, yeah. Yeah. Decides to attack a Triceratops, and then a T-Rex decides to attack the Carnotaur, if I remember correctly. And it was like, well, aren't you guys already fleeing from something? Isn't that like a a wildlife thing where you don't decide to eat while you're running? (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Although I think you guys might appreciate this. We just interviewed um, Glenn McIntosh, who was one of the lead animators on it. And he was saying how... That was actually, they added that later, that little fight scene. And it was a callback to the Roy Harryhausen kind of um, a million years BC dinosaur fights that they just decided uh, to throw. Oh, that's very high. cool. That is very, very cool. I I loved the Harryhausen stuff. Oh. Yeah. Also, um, you mentioned that the idea was that the dinosaurs have slowly been starving to death mm-hmm. on, on the island now that the humans aren't feeding them and yeah, regularly. Uh, and so maybe... I don't know. That was my thought was maybe they're it, so hungry. They see an opportunity that does uh, kind of explains the Carnotaurus, but the T-Rex that kills the Carnotaurus and then just walks away without yeah, eating that it. Doesn't make sense. That was a very strange moment. That yeah, T-Rex basically just saved the day. That was like its role of the whole movie. Unless, it's like, I'm going to pop in and sh- save the day. Was That's the like, Carnotaurus in the T-Rex's way? Not really. I don't think so. Yeah, that's true. I think the Tyrannosaurus was really he came, angry. He came in sideways. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he was really angry about the fight and tried to break it up. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we have devolved into talking about dinosaur psychology. Yeah. Like I think the T Rex had a they bad relationship with his father. Size. <laughs> yeah. The T Rex was friends with the Sinoceratops, so he decided to kill the exactly. Well, I, I I think throughout the Jurassic World series they've tried really hard to paint the T Rex as a not so bad bad guy, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he's kind of like the savior, or she's kind of like the savior. She comes in, she helps out, but you know that she'll eat you if she gets the chance, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Even in the second one, it's just protecting its kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and so that was a Sinoceratops, you said, correct? The, yeah. The one with the, the holes in the in the fin or yeah. whatever the, in the, uh, the thing is. What do you call it? The frill? Yeah. The frill. Yeah, there we go. I called it a Triceratops. I there is a Triceratops in the movie, yeah. too, though. They Actually, are. there's a and couple. The, that... The baby. Oh, yeah, the baby. Oh, yeah. well. Now, was that also a triceratops that licked Chris Pratt? That was a cynoceratops. Yeah, that was a cynoceratops. Okay, <laughs> that scene uh, very much reminded me of a movie that we um, kind of reviewed, <laughs> I guess, called uh, "Your the Hunter from the Future." Oh God! Uh, 
I like to think that was a direct reference to it, but it was not. I really <laughs> doubt it. If you guys like terrible movies, and by terrible I mean excellent terrible movies, mm-hmm. um, I highly suggest you're the hunter from the future. Movies that are so terrible like... they're awesome. Y O R. Y O R. There's a uh, like a proper noun. Your is the name of the person. That's his name. He's like a a uh, kind of like a He Man type character. Oh, that's funny. It's um. It's a movie that starts off as basically a Conan the Barbarian ripoff <laughs> and devolves into a Star Wars ripoff because they needed budget. And I'm not even kidding about this. They needed more budget. And the the guy that picked up the movie from that point was like, well, Star Wars is popular. Let's make it a sci-fi movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's glorious. So now that um, – unless there was more to be added or, or – No, no, no. By, by all means. By um, all means, keep us on track. I'm trying. <laughs> Um, so that brings us to, you know, past uh, the dinosaurs trying to escape the island. Um, we leave the island. Well, well, before they leave the island, one, there's there's more questionable decision making. Um, well, by the dinosaurs? The, or? Well, both. I, well, I had a question for you guys about that. Um, this is what I'm trying to get to. Okay, okay. Um, well, first of all, there was the dude who jumped out of the truck and ran to the boat instead of driving the truck to the boat. I, I don't understand how that happened, but he jumped out of the truck, left the truck running, and ran to the boat so that our heroes could get in the truck and then drive the truck to the boat. So, whatever. Right. But so if, the... if you want to play that game, Rob, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. But as they are airlifting the dinosaurs out, um, I couldn't help but to notice, and you guys have seen this multiple times, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if you noticed the gentleman in the bottom right corner of that scene was dressed <laughs> like a Halloween version of Tommy Chong. No, I didn't notice that. that. It, I, I, I started, wig. I, I started yeah. laughing at it, and my girlfriend goes, oh, what, you've never seen him airlift dino- uh, <laughs> elephants? And I said, no, did you see the biker from the 80s movie? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I I got to watch it again now. I miss that. Yeah. If anything. (laughs) Yeah. So So, this is a good question. Go ahead. But but my question is, is the end of that scene where they make it to the boat and it's a really poignant scene and it really gave me the feels. But the scene where the the brachiosaurus kind of waddles down the dock moaning. I'm like. (laughs) Exactly like that. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why doesn't he just go in the water? Don't those dinosaurs swim? No. Well, oh, they don't swim. I don't. We don't really know specifically for the sauropods, but probably not. That I was no. No, that was elephants the... can swim. Elephants mm-hmm. can swim pretty well, actually. I just remember as a kid that they were always pictured like in the water because it took it, oh, basically it helped to support that. their weight and stuff. Yeah. So that was the first theory about these big sauropod kind of dinosaurs was like, mm. they were so massive. They couldn't have possibly lived on land. They must've spent all of their time in water. And that's why, uh, Brachiosaurus had the, the nostrils on the top of its head. <laughs> it was like so it could hole. submerge. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. But that's all not true. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're very much uh, terrestrial. It doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't walk into water. And we do see a lot of tracks on beaches and things like that with sauropods. So we know that they did at least walk into the water some of the time. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I bet it could swim. I think you're right. I think it would have just gone into the water 
At least you know, like Rob it's better per- than burning alive. True. Yeah. Trying to swim. Rob is particularly mad about that scene because it made him have feelings for the first time in about fifteen years. It did, and and I was very bitter about it because yeah. I'm I'm having these feelings. You know, it's making me have feelings, and at the same time, I'm going, "Why doesn't he just go in the water?" I mean, those other dinosaurs jumped off the freaking cliff. This one won't step off a dock. What is going on? That's a very good point. I, you ask good questions. A long way to swim. It will. You know, they, this movie, I think, in some ways, was hurt a lot. At least that opening sequence was hurt quite a bit by the fact that there is a volcano going on in Hawaii right now. Did you see all the news reports about what exactly pyroclastic flow oh, would do yeah, to yeah. a person and whatever? Yeah. And, like, Chris Pratt would be ash because he was running through that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, he would have been vaporized almost immediately. It's also largely sulfur dioxide, which is super toxic, so he would have just collapsed immediately. His character just survived a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. He's like a superhero, basically. (laughs) He's Star-Lord, for crying out loud. He can make it. (laughs) Yeah, so you and the two guys in the pack theater, Rob, thought they were the funniest people in the world when they said that. <laughs> Speaking of uh actually the um uh things that changed, uh this actually brings up another question that's not entirely related to the movie, but uh Brontosaurus, still a thing, not a thing? Is it a thing? A thing again as of twenty fifteen. Yeah. Probably. Probably. It went it kind of went away in nineteen oh three and then came back. Oh wow. Well my dinosaur books were way wrong. Yeah. Yeah, mine were too. That's a long span. Is that because people were mad they took it away? So basically, I mean, there's a brontosaurus as a whole thing, but the there's always these debates back and forth between scientists, especially with paleontology about which dinosaurs deserve their own species names and which ones are just like, oh, we found another sauropod, but, you know, we think it's just another version or like a different slightly different age of a different dinosaur. So they're always debating whether it's a new species or not. And what happened with Brontosaurus is there's this, it's the Brontosaurus, I think it's Brontosaurus Ajax. Is that the full name? Or is that Um, a Potosaurus Ajax? I can't remember. So basically, for example, with Tyrannosaurus Rex, Tyrannosaurus is the genus level, and then Rex is the species level. And with Brontosaurus, Brontosaurus was synonymized with a Potosaurus at the genus level, but they were still separated at the species level. So there was always a separate animal that people would refer to as brontosaurus, but it would technically be a subspecies of a potosaurus yeah. from 1903 until 2015. And the reason there was this huge mix-up was because of this whole thing called the Bone Wars, where it was these two paleontologists that were sabotaging each other and trying to name as many dinosaurs as possible out in the Wild West in yeah. the 1800s. And then there was a lot of politics and them tr- like fighting over which ones deserved names and didn't. But mm. so it was always... They a... should totally make a movie about oh, that. Yeah. That's like, been, just ridiculous enough. It is they've been crazy. trying. Things keep falling through. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. So now in... It should be a musical with Hugh Jackman. (laughs) So in 2015, this dude looked at all the different sauropod species and he said, well, Brontosaurus has like three more neck vertebrae and a bunch of other differences between Apatosaurus, at least the type species of Apatosaurus, and therefore Brontosaurus should be revived as a genus level um, animal. Yeah. And not hmm. some scientists are still skeptical, but I'm going to choose to believe them. Yeah. No matter what, it's still an animal. It's just whether you call it Brontosaurus or Apatosaurus, it's still 
still a thing. Okay. Now, do, ha, have you guys covered the uh, Wild West Wars, uh, the Bone Wars, on your podcast? Yeah. Sort of, just in snippets. Yeah, we've never done okay. like a really long one. Somebody requested, so we're looking into it, but it's, it's a lot to cover. It is a lot. <laughs> I think three more Sounds people are just about to request it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting at. There's also, I don't know if you guys read Michael Crichton, but he created a new book posthumously. I mean, I guess he wrote it in the 70s or something about the Bone Wars, which is really good. It's called Dragon Teeth. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's fic- okay. I'll have to check it's it really out. It's really good. It's fictitious, but he did a lot of the historical research. Yeah. Awesome. It's really cool. Um, I remember in the days after we saw Jurassic Park, my grandmother decided to read the book to myself and my, my young cousins. We didn't get very far into it. <laughs> pretty damn terrifying yeah 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 that was a scary one yeah actually i remember that homecoming story or that prom story or whatever it was because i was reading jurassic park the book right after i saw the movie or right around the time the movie was coming out and i remember not wanting to go to the dance because i wanted to sit up reading the book instead (laughs) that's how that's how the connection made it wasn't because i remember the exact year that the that i was going to dances and seeing that movie (laughs) anyway um, so let us continue. So they pile all of these dinosaurs up on these ships. The heroes of the movie have snuck on there with a wounded, uh, raptor named Blue and a dying raptor named Blue, a dying raptor named Blue. And all of a sudden they're heading, uh, towards, I guess, a, a giant mansion in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Northern with, California. Northern California. Yeah. Now, could they conceivably... Take blood from a T-Rex and re- and give it to a raptor? Is that a thing? Could they do that? So we didn't know, but there was an article on Slate that was very helpful because they talked to some veteran, uh, veterinarians about it, and they think that you could because... Just one time. Well, probably just one time. So there's these things called xenotransfusions, and the xeno is okay. like that it goes between different animals. And apparently vets do this from time to time. They'll take blood from one animal and put it into another animal. Mm-hmm. And with birds, it works pretty yeah, well. Yeah, they do it with birds a lot, I think, because there are so many different species mm. of bird that you just, like, don't always have that species laying around. And so then in that sense, dinosaurs became birds, so you <laughs> can see. And they also apparently sometimes do it with dogs and cats. Yeah, you can take <laughs> blood out of a dog and put it in a cat, and it's usually oh. okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. But, but they said it only works once because then the immune system builds up uh, the antibodies for it. So if you put it back in a second time, you just go into shock. Yeah, you go into shock because your immune system breaks uh, out at your blood. Well, we have we have a nurse here. Let's uh, let's inject Jimmy with some dog blood. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. That would probably not go well for Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fine. He doesn't never let me have it. <laughs> so they they go to Northern California where let, I'll. Uh, I had some some problems here. Well, they introduce us to a, a little girl, and I'm bad with names. So, Maisie. what was her name? It was mm-hmm. Maisie, right? Maisie, yeah. Who was skittering around in the dark? And honestly, I when they first had her skitter by, like on some catwalk in like a dinosaur kind of room, I thought that she was going to be a little dinosaur, <laughs> like a house, like a house compie <laughs> or something. I had the same thought. Okay. <laughs> and they somehow have a hidden lab which i was okay with the hidden lab under the house but people do not so well they said that's where they started the coming up with the idea so that made sense Mm -hmm. like that's why it was there but the fact that it was still active and 
regardless of how sick the owner of the house was, who was apparently a friend of, um, and I don't remember his name John either, Hammond. the guy John from Hammond. John Hammond. I forgot that earlier today too. A friend of John Hammond who kind of had a falling out with him. They said that you know, he was sick, but he was um, able to, you know, somehow not know that there was a dinosaur in his house. <laughs> and having just seen Deadpool 2 and knowing what it sounds like with Juggernaut underneath a prison. And also, um, I have a French bulldog who, when she scratches her neck and her foot hits the floor, my entire house shakes. <laughs> like, and, like end of the world sound. So I can only imagine what a freaking dinosaur in the basement would sound like, regardless of how big the house is. Can, can I just say that I was very disappointed? Um, I didn't initially think that Macy was a dinosaur running around the house because I'd like seen an arm or something in the shadows, but I, I really kind of expected her to be a human with dinosaur features. <laughs> a human dinosaur hybrid? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, they're, they're, you know, making dinosaurs and I thought she was going to walk out with like a little dinosaur. Head. Like, like the beak that's on the, on the triceratops or, it's like the concept art for Jurassic Park 4. Have you guys ever seen that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. I've I've heard about the movie, but I did not know they, were, they went as far as concept art. Okay, so they get to this giant house where, for some reason, they decided to schedule a giant auction with all sorts of rich, important people on the same day that they're liberating these dinosaurs from a volcano uh, exploding island or a volcano imploding it well well i mean and that's partly due to the bad guy being a bad guy and trying to take over the fortune and and all of that stuff and to sell these dinos as quick as possible so he can yeah. mm-hmm. the guy has has really been typecast as a weasel like the last like three things i've seen him in he's always like like this like business guy that's trying to steal some fortune from somebody but oh <laughs> the guy who played mills or the guy who played uh the guy who played the Everson. nephew or whatever the, the, the guy mills. handling all the money yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he played like a weasley lawyer in the show roadies which is how i originally knew him <laughs> but like he was like the square that was hanging out with all the rock stars and everyone hated <laughs> him for it <laughs> oh rafi spall he was in um the ritual oh yeah which one was he in the ritual he was Did the get... main guy He's with his friend who got killed during the robbery. Oh, God. sorry, it's a, it's a very that's a Netflix cool horror, movie. horror movie. If you haven't seen it, oh, nice. if you're into those yeah. kind of things, with with some really awesome creature design too. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Pretty freaky, but very cool. Anyway, so they decide to hold this auction on the day that these dinosaurs are, you know, brought in. They're brought in in cages with basically like a Home Depot padlock on it. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty accurate. Yes. Yeah, and that have like that kind of aluminum siding that you see on like you know cow trucks or horse trucks but these are freaking dinosaurs <laughs> and they somehow this house not only has a working lab underneath it but it also has a room big enough to hold a dinosaur auction complete with like a conveyor belt type situation <laughs> where they can wheel out these perfectly fixed cages um again i, I it's a little too convenient in the writing personally but dinosaurs so <laughs> lots of dinosaurs yeah yeah, so so which ones did we have there? I totally thought I I've been corrected, but I've been I I totally thought that that one the the stinky warlock or whatever it was I thought it was a Paxetlosaurus. <laughs> stinky warlock. Well, there's a whole controversy over that. So just like with Brontosaurus versus Apatosaurus, there's a thing with Stygimolock versus Pachycephalosaurus. And Dracorex. And Dracorex. 
So Ooh. depending on who you ask, they might all be Pachycephalosaurus. Yep. Ah. But I think so. So I wasn't. I wasn't way. completely incorrect. That is a thing, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a thing. I did remember the correct. The correct. I guess category of dinosaur. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. very closely okay. related, if not even the same genus. So, yeah. so have there ever been any paleontologists that have gotten in fist fights over these things? Yes, I want to see that. Yes, really, it has happened, but not that we've seen. <laughs> I don't think the fist fights happen as much anymore. No, yeah, definitely not lately. <laughs> slap fight or like knock a clipboard out of someone's hand or something. Heated I, I want to see that. I think, is but more back in the, debate in the Bone Wars, they were like dynamiting each other's yeah. like, sites. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, definitely worse than. <laughs> yeah, so we've lost. So we've lost quite a bit of knowledge as a result of this. Yeah, actually. <laughs> There have been a lot of bones that were destroyed during the Bone Wars, mm-hmm. like sabotage, espionage, and like they had spies and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yep. I'm yeah, that totally needs to be a movie. To... It does. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to check out that book as well. Plus, it was literally in the Wild West, like the unexplored frontiers. With, and like they actually went through places like Deadwood, you know, in like South Dakota and all that. Oh, wow. It's just crazy. And I... I love that these dinosaur experts were using dynamite. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, that's definitely how they I, I apologize for him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess it, that you brought it up, Rob. So uh, do, could a uh, Stygimoloch actually headbutt through a brick wall without you know, killing itself? I mean, I guess it depends on how strong the brick is as brain how solidly constructed it is yeah because brick i mean you can go through bricks sometimes but the fact that they they show the t-rex go into the cage and give it a good solid head butt yeah and nothing moves at all it's like it's clear that that t-rex is not getting out i don't think the stygimoloch has any extra power behind it that's going to outpace the 17,000 pound t-rex or whatever that is well also there's debate on whether it did headbutt yeah there is a little bit of debate about that or if it was just for display and whether or not it would headbutt as it probably wouldn't headbutt as like an aggressive thing it would probably be like rams you know butting heads you know i was gonna uh, say i was i was picturing it like 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 rams and stuff as like a uh almost like a mating kind of thing yeah and you don't see rams and zoos like bashing against walls trying to escape like that's just not really a move they do so I'm I'm gonna say no, and even if it wanted to, I don't think it could. I did do a little bit of research on that and saw that the Stygimoloch it loosely translates to sticks demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what it's based um, on. So uh, we are after we're done with this podcast, uh, Jimmy, Rob, and I are gonna start our own death metal band <laughs> called Sticks Demon, <laughs> or Stinky Warlock. <laughs> yeah, we, we were trying to figure out what the name, and somehow Stinky Warlock came up before you guys got on. <laughs> that's pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> so when, when you guys someday find a dinosaur. Stinky Warlock. I want the Stinky Warlock. You know. <laughs> now, Re- real band or fake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you guys commented on this earlier, and, and I wanted to, to just ask because I don't know. Um, you said the T Rex was downsized in the movies. I think it was and, about and right, actually. About oh, okay. Size. All right. Wanted to clarify. Well, that just killed this question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how, how big was it? No, but okay. But it's we don't know so di- for sure. Because mm-hmm. I think Jack Horner, when we talked to him a while back, he gave this really great uh, visual that with people, right? We, if okay, we haven't found that many T Rex skeletons, and even if we have, we don't know what how old the oldest one would get or how big the biggest one would get. And it's like if you took all of the humans on Earth and you only had a fraction 
Uh, you found 20 you people. Found, yeah. <laughs> you would have no idea what the range of sizes would be. Yeah. And dinosaurs gotcha. did come in pretty yeah. large, like, varieties of sizes. It's not like birds nowadays where they're pretty much universally the same size. And they also grow really quickly to maturity, birds do. Dinosaurs took maybe their whole life they might have kept growing. So it's it's hard to say what the maximum size was for something like a T-Rex. Um, do we know how fast they grew? Like, you know, is, from, I guess, adolescence to, you know, not full size, but like to adult, like how, like from a, from out of egg to full size or semi full size dinosaur, how long does that take? Do they know? If I remember correctly, I think for a T-Rex, it's basically like, it's kind of similar to a human. It's like teenaged years was about when it got to relatively full size but then it doesn't completely level off. It kind of slowly continues to increase. Yeah, but each type of dinosaur is a little bit different. Like the the sauropods, to survive, they had to get so big, so they grew really. They quickly. might have grown a little faster. Yeah, yeah that's true. Gotcha. Is that to, for reaching plants and and also just not kind of getting stuff. eaten. Yeah. Ah, no <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I think Jimmy wanted to know what dinosaurs smell like. <laughs> we like birds. <laughs> oh, birds. Okay, cool. That's good. We already answered that question. Ah, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> But I know the question you were getting at, so... Which... I, I don't know the question I was getting at. Um, which one was I getting at? I did the... Well, I guess, how how likely is it for us to know in the three years that this movie took place after the first one that they grew an Indoraptor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that is kind of... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did discuss that at work today. Yeah, I mean... You know, like... Yeah, since we were saying that it takes, you know, roughly 10 years at least to get to kind of a full size. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like they could pull that off. They had that with Indominus Rex in Jurassic World too. I remember reading about like how fast could it have grown to. <laughs> but they kept saying, oh yeah, in, in Jurassic World though, they did say something about how they kept throwing in different genes to like what they threw in cuttlefish genes so that it could handle different environments oh, yeah. or something. Hmm. So they would probably just, I'm sure if you critiqued this to a huge Jurassic Park fanboy, they would just say like, no, they threw in, you know, like growth hormone or like threw in some kind of modern bird gene so that it grew a lot faster. So that, that would be the explanation. I'm sure. That actually was one of the weird things from the first one where they were like, well, people got tired of looking at dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, look, I live really close to Disney and like, I think five times a year I go to Animal Kingdom, if not more, mm -hmm. and I still get, like, totally geeked out by seeing, like, the Okapi. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, woo, look at that. My, kid, my kid's like, dude, really? <laughs> like, uh, I, no one's going to get tired of seeing a dinosaur, especially when it's on an island that would cost thousands of dollars to go to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like you would not be able to go there that frequently unless you were that one rich kid that apparently his dad was trying to buy him a T-Rex baby. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you heard that conversation as they as they were doing the auction. Oh, I didn't notice oh, that. No. Someone says like, oh, this person wants it for this, and this person wants a, a, a not T-Rex, a, a Triceratops baby for his for his kid. Oh, or something yeah, like that. That, was, that was the scene where Maisie was climbing on the ledge around the side uh, of the building. That's funny. Yeah. That would be a pretty good gift for a kid. <laughs> I that baby was freaking cute. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and totally only there so that we were, like, worried about it getting cyanide gas today. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's, uh, I guess, move on. There's the auction. There was, uh, so this Maisie situation, we t just talked about her. Um, so it turns out she's a clone, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, which is a weird thing that 
kind of, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to go somewhere and it did lead to something at the end, but I don't think it's going to go uh, anywhere. Well, it led to her releasing everything. Yeah. yeah. Cause she had that, th- that line about it, <laughs> that but line. they're like me. <laughs> yeah. That was creepy. Rob. <laughs> Go um, to the light, Caroline. <laughs> oh, she wow. was. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they're just going to live in harmony with humans. <laughs> the dinosaurs. Well, oh, without so, question. Oh, that lion is totally them. gone. That lion has been eaten. <laughs> no, no, they're best friends now. They just roar together. They yeah. Just roar, roar back and forth at yeah. each other. <laughs> it's like Madagascar. I did like, yeah. I did like that little throwback to the the dinosaur. Uh, breaking through the fence. Although I thought it was going to be like the 408 or something. But um, yeah, Maisie, so they introduced that character. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, They introduced her kind of by, she was doing that sneaky thing that we talked about, but they do a lot of really like weird camera zooms on like her eyes (laughs) whenever they talk to her. Hmm. Uh, Like it really kind of gave me the impression that she was like Jimmy said, like part Raptor or something, but (laughs) That's the real secret. I don't know. It's very now that she's a clone. Yeah, right? She is part raptor. Yeah, they used like raptor DNA. She hasn't, to... she hasn't fully grown into her powers yet. <laughs> exactly. She's gonna go get her first manicure, and a giant nail is gonna burst out of her like <laughs> hand. So anyway, let's. Uh, so there's of course the dumbest scene I think in any of the movies. The very well trained mercenary that decides to open up the gate or the the cage with the sleeping uh indoraptor that has been tranquilized what twice i guess yeah and just yeah. kind of walk in <laughs> as you do and leave the door unlocked by yep. the way um, Cause there, there's nothing possibly that could go wrong there yeah so first of all how did this guy get this far in life being that dumb of a mercenary luck Second of all, did your guys' theater also have the same reaction as my theater and Jimmy's theater? What was the reaction? Oh, oh. Uh, we had the reaction of, like, don't go in there, don't be a yeah. dumbass, or ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, I was sitting in the theater going, why would why would you go in there? One of the two. Well, you have to get your tooth. Yeah, you have to get your trophy tooth. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So, of course, chaos ensues. Uh the, we now have a Indoraptor stalking everyone. Um, at this point, I also realized that the auction that they were doing up to this point, uh, they weren't making really that much money, <laughs> all things considered. Like, they showed the amount of money, but I did a little bit of research mm-hmm. about other auctions. Um, there was a one-cent stamp that sold a couple years ago, a nineteen an 1856 British Guiana Magenta one-cent stamp for $9.5 million. <laughs> Which is roughly and I'm same. pretty sure it didn't. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it didn't eat anybody. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a uh, viola, a McDonald viola, not the restaurant, of course. I don't think McDonald's ever gave away violas in their Happy Meals or whatever for forty five million dollars. Uh, one of the I don't know if you've probably seen them the the balloon dog artwork. It's like a kind of a shiny mm-hmm. silver balloon dog that there's a bunch of them. Uh, the one called Balloon Dog Orange sold for fifty eight point four million dollars. Um, David Bowie's record player, which I put in there just to piss off Jimmy, uh, just sold for three, <laughs> uh, sold for $338,000 and it's very cool. It's very like sixties. Um, so they weren't really getting all that much money and I'm pretty sure there was way more damage to the mansion and 
the boat and the people getting killed uh, than they actually would make on the auction. So I just kind of thought that was a little unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, how much did that whole mercenary group cost? You know, but anyway. That's a good point. Yeah, that is a fair point. <laughs> I was also wondering where the money goes now, because yeah. does Maisie inherit it since like everybody's dead? Well, I think the the evil guy was probably skimming mm-hmm. it. That's, yeah, but he's, that's, that's what I'm going to claim. He, he got yeah. very much eaten. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think Maisie's so, going to... That's going to be the next one. Maisie's going to open up a, a dinosaur, uh, like, you know, saving whatever. I uh, can't think of the word now. Preserve. Dinosaur preserve. Like the yeah, actual cause, one. Because we haven't already done that in the first <laughs> six movies. Those were theme parks, Rob. <laughs> that's if they bring her back. Theme parks can be preserves a la Animal Kingdom. That is true. That's true. Okay. So things go nuts. Everything breaks down. Um... So, so what dinosaur? Yeah, Jimmy asked what type of what dinosaurs we had there. We had uh, the one we talked about um, with the, the headbutt headbuttosaurus, which I'll call it. <laughs> <Did you roll? laughs> they also had an allosaurus, the stinky um, warlock. The allosaurus, which I think got sold to uh, some Russian guy. Mm-hmm. Ankylosaurus. Oh, okay, great. Now we... the ankylosaurus, okay. which is awesome. Yeah, so cool that. to see that on film. The allosaurus was smaller than I thought they would be. Like I, I remember. Oh yeah, it was being supposed to be a juvenile. I think when I was they a kid. described it as. Mm-hmm. That's why it was smaller. Gotcha. Oh, did the um, did the Carnotaurus actually have that little? Of yeah, little arms? it had way smaller arms than T Rex, mm-hmm. but it still had like five fingers. <laughs> so it had like little huh. child arms. So did that hands, basically? <laughs> I think Jimmy did had they... a question about that. Yeah, did they serve Probably any function, like or or was it just... like it so that you okay. have like something? So you can situate yourself properly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now, were they evolving up or like, were the arms evolving oh, smaller. bigger or smaller. smaller at that point? Do you know? There's, okay. So they were, this was as they were just all about getting, the... dinosaurs have been around for a while. So they were later. Like I, that's the one thing that I, when I, of my dinosaur knowledge that got lost of like, you know, which dinosaurs actually mm-hmm. lived in the same time period. Yeah, I think Carnotaurus was Cretaceous. I'm not sure exactly when in the Cretaceous. Gotcha. It's kind of funny because it's called Jurassic Park, but almost all the dinosaurs in the movies are from the Cretaceous. Should be called Cretaceous Park. And that was late. That, so that, that, was that doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> no, not really. No. Okay, so should we, uh, let's uh, finish up the movie and then we'll ask a few more dinosaur questions here. So we got uh, everything going nuts. Bad people get eaten. Um, they basically kind of finally, the raptor comes in, saves the day and, and kills the Indoraptor. Um, and then we have, of course, a little bit of a scene with some dinosaurs getting trapped in poisonous gas, and they decide to release the dinosaurs into the world to save them, um, of course, causing probably thousands <laughs> of human deaths. Because that doesn't seem like a good, like a bad idea at all. And then inevitably the deaths of the dinosaurs as people, you know, shoot them because they're eating their families. <laughs> yep. So. Well, Garrett, you... You pointed out that they didn't have to open the cages first. Yeah, they could have just opened that concrete gate thing. They're like, let's open all the cages and get them into the middle center area, which is also filled with poisonous gas. And then they're like, "Uh uh-oh, what do we do now? Oh, maybe we should open the door that would let the poisonous gas out. Just open that door first. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, open the door and turn on the fans, (laughs) man. Good. Wow, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, oh, man. (laughs) That would have made it harder to do uh, Jurassic Park yeah. or Jurassic World 3, though. Although some of them got successfully shipped off, I think. Yeah, like half of them, because they got halfway through the auction, apparently. Yeah, some of them got bought, and they That's were true. they showed them loading them into trucks yeah. and driving away. Mm-hmm. 
So we now have an actual Jurassic World, as yeah. said by <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, they're gonna, and all of these like fears that Doctor Ian Malcolm had finally came true after uh, what is it, five movies? Five movies <laughs> finally got there. So, yeah. So, I guess um, you know, while still talking about the the movie, um, are I'm guessing all of us are in on Jurassic World three, despite oh, all yeah. of our goofiness. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go see it yep. just for the yeah, special the dinosaurs. I'm committed. I mean, I, I had a good time with the movie. I mean, there was a lot of head scratching, a lot of like questionable decision. <laughs> it took us till the second or yeah. third time to notice any of the flaws because we were just in awe of all the dinosaurs, <laughs> not paying attention to like all the plots. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, if that that um, Mosasaurus has been swinging around for a while because they got the bone, they used the bone to make the other dinosaur, and they oh, yeah. grew them up. So, if, like, oh yeah, what are their stories? So that thing is probably has been swimming around eating everything in the ocean yeah. for at least three years, I assume, right? Like, how? What was the timeline there? But yeah, that's weird. Or it's just been snacking on surfers that so... nobody believed. <laughs> 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 and, then, okay and, then, and then, of course, the the settling of Las Vegas <laughs> oh, yeah. by the dinosaurs. That's random. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. stayed oh, till yeah. the end of the credits, right? <laughs> That's where okay. Jurassic World 3 will take place primarily. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the strip? Yeah. Just a bunch of old <laughs> gambling dinosaurs. <laughs> Planning a bank heist. Carnotaur unable to pull the slot machine handle because his arms are too short. <laughs> there we go. We should, we should write this movie ourselves. Okay, so that was about the movie, but since we have you guys... Uh, I wanted to just ask some other dinosaur questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing one of the big problems you guys had and other people probably have with this movie is dinosaur feathers. Yeah. So what, what's up with that? So, I mean, they basically had to choose between sticking to the kind of canon of Jurassic Park, you know, the whole consistency thing, or trying to update with new science. And they've just gone hard towards sticking with consistency so back in 1993 with the original jurassic park everything was perfectly scientifically accurate with a couple minor exceptions like they really nailed it and we didn't know about feathers back then at all Mm -hmm. so you can't really blame you can't blame jurassic park at all jurassic park lost world it's like maybe probably not still jurassic park 3 we definitely knew that they had feathers and they stuck a couple they started sticking them on the velociraptors but then when they did Jurassic World, they decided to go back to no feathers. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, they made the choice to make it more of a consistent thing. But yeah, I wish at least with the new dinosaurs that they introduced, they would stick feathers on them. Well, now, and didn't they do a few on the Indoraptor? Yeah, it's got a couple little quills. So that's, that's something. Step in the right <laughs> direction. Yeah. Now, so how did they determine that? I don't know. I think they mostly did that just to make it look more menacing. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like, how do they determine in real, like in real life that they had feathers? Oh, they just found them with feathers all over them in the fossils, mostly in China. Yeah. A lot of the smaller ones too. They found this Tyrannosaur, which is about 20 million years before T-Rex, maybe 30, called Euteranus, And it was just totally covered in feathers in the fossil. You can just see feather imprints all the way around it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so... They think T-Rex might have had feathers, but then maybe it only had feathers as a juvenile and mm-hmm. outgrew them. It's unclear. 
And then a lot of relatives to velociraptor types have been found basically like a lithograph, you know, like squished. And then you can see all the feathers around them. And they've got museums with hundreds of these fossils in them, just mm-hmm. tons and tons of feathered dinosaurs. And then if you see the the life-size replicas of them, especially the, the small ones, like there's some called micro raptor, they just look like birds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes birds with four wings even because yeah. they have feathers down their legs too. But huh. it wasn't on all dinosaurs. So Stegosaurus is safe, probably didn't have any feathers. And Kylosaurus. And Kylosaurus definitely didn't have feathers because we found good preservation on None that. of the sauropods. Sauropods probably didn't. Um, Ceratopsians, so like Triceratops and Cynoceratops, may have had what they call protofeathers, which basically just look like big hairs. But... Okay. The theropods, so that's things like Velociraptor, um, T-Rex. What other theropods are in there? Allosaurus. It's pretty likely that they did have feathers. So is that essentially all of the two-legged dinosaurs? Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at uh, the Microraptor um, impression right now, and wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty obvious that they have feathers. Completely covered. Yeah. (laughs) But Velociraptor... I I saw a thing. Okay. I was just going to say, Velociraptor was actually kind of tiny. It was only like two feet tall and about six feet long, but it was totally covered in feathers. Mm-hmm. Why does that sound like a G.I. Joe V? <laughs> <laughs> it was but, that weird G.I. Joe guy that was an accountant by day and a, uh, a, a falcon trainer at night. <laughs> it was named Raptor. Um, we had a G.I. Joe episode not too long ago. That nice. was It was very 80s. Um, yeah, what, I did see that they found like a fossilized dinosaur tail in some amber. In oh, China, yeah. also, mm-hmm. that thing that was crazy. Like I, I looked at a bunch of uh, close-up pictures and stuff like of that, and I'm like, "Geez." So that one, that's actually part of. They found a bunch of these amber pieces a few years ago, and they're not slowly releasing the paper. I'm, I'm sure it takes them a long time to thoroughly analyze. So we're gonna see more of that. Yeah, they found some wings too. They're basically just birds. I mean, people say dinosaurs. I think because it makes more headlines. If you find like a bird wing in amber, it's like, yeah, birds have wings. But if you say dinosaur wing. People are, like, People are like, oh, what's this? <laughs> now, now I know, I know that you mentioned that Jurassic Park really nailed a lot of the um, a lot of the science involved with it. Um, and I, I, I gotta ask this question because I myself have Googled it to try and find out how likely is the process of of um, extracting the DNA so where they get the actual DNA to clone dinosaurs. It's very unlikely. But at the time. They thought it was likely. Yeah. Oh, there was basically okay. like some bad science. I mean, I shouldn't say bad science. Misguided science <laughs> where they kind of extract. It was basically what they were talking about in the story. They found some fossilized things. They tried to extract DNA from it and they thought they found it. But it turned out it was just contamination. So they were just measuring like modern uh. bacteria, basically. Um, yeah. So very unlikely. I think DNA only lives or sir, what do you, what's the word for it? Lasts, I guess. The half-life of it is only like 100,000 mm-hmm. years. So it's mm-hmm. essentially completely gone after about one or two million years. And the most recent dinosaur is 66 million years ago. So it's just, there's such small fragments remaining. But there are some scientists who are saying never say never. Yeah, because potentially, even if, you know, only 0.1% of it is around, if you could collect enough of it and had some really amazing computer that could figure out how to put it all back together... You know, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I wouldn't um, want them to, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would. 
I yeah. totally would. I totally would. <laughs> oh yeah. I had, there was make really small versions of them. I want to see dinosaurs. <laughs> As I was leaving the theater, there was a a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, I guess, arguing about. Two things. One, as they, I just happened to hear them as they were walking out the door. They were, he was saying like how awesome it would be if they did that. She's like, "Did you see the movies? You're going to get eaten and blah blah blah, <laughs> whatever." So they were kind of arguing. I was like, "No, it'd be so cool. You go and whatever." And then we walked out of the theater. We got out of the theater, and there was um, a giant thing where you could get a picture in the Meg standee, where it looked like you were in the mouth of the giant shark from from the Meg movie coming up, oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. or from the Megalodon, I guess. And he was like. I got to see that movie. And she was like, immediately like, that's just Jaws. Like, no, you don't understand. And I'm like, I usually try to not have those conversations with people I don't actually know, but I'm, I had to stop. I'm like, you're right. She doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is much bigger than Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> I was and that makes it different. <laughs> they could do a spinoff of that Megalosaurus, like those three years and make it like Jaws. Like people are trying to track it down. I would see that. It'd be great. <laughs> like, get like Samuel Jackson in there. Yeah. Heck yeah. People keep going down. And Actually, no, he was already in a Jurassic Park movie and he got eaten. Yeah. So it can't be him. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that could, it could be his twin brother. Or his that son. Is pissed that a dinosaur ate his. There are mother dinosaurs on this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I tried my best to censor this episode. <laughs> But it occasionally slips out. We'll just I like it. What just happened? I like how you censored the wrong part of the word there. <laughs> no, I censored the first one. I just missed the second one. <laughs> but you tailed off at the end. Anyway, um, I think that's that's what we got here, right? Does anyone else have any questions? Uh, we've we've got our captive uh, guests here. Captive like a. The Indoraptor in a cage with a Home Depot lock on it. <laughs> That's unlocked. <laughs> yeah, it was actually not even locked. It was just lift up the thing. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. and it's supposed to be super intelligent. Yeah, that's yeah. another plot hole. <laughs> they should have let they should have let the dinosaur write the movie. <laughs> uh, it was a very fun movie, and um, I think and I think the time has come for um. For you guys to, uh, can we put you on the spot with our good old give me five question here? Oh, sure. sure. Okay. So I, I sent it to you in advance, but as you know, for the people out there, we do a question every week, depending on what we're talking about. So if we were talking about like a video game movie, we would talk about the best or worst video game movies or, you know, whatever. So we didn't really want to go with your favorite dinosaurs. <laughs> it's too easy. But <laughs> too easy. Because there's all the other dinosaurs in the Ankylosaurus. That's the, that's the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. But what I wanted to to do instead, since they always have this like weird military like thing, so if you had to make a team, a a crack team of dinosaurs for your own military dinosaur team, what five would you pick? I think T Rex is the obvious first choice. So is this like a okay. SEAL Team Six? Oh, like what yeah. what are these dinosaurs? What what's the team for? What are they? Well, SEAL Team Six is going to be a little more sneaky. This is the this is your special ops team. There's your special ops team. Yeah, of dinosaurs. So they've got to be able to do all sorts of different scenarios? Correct, correct. Okay. Yeah, Sabrina's right. you got to have a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Even though it's everybody's like, oh, it's T-Rex. Everybody likes T-Rex. What's so great about T-Rex? Nothing Bone bites. Bone crunching. Yeah, yeah, nothing bites like T-Rex. So <laughs> and, and, and he freaks people out, so. 
Oh, yeah. You've got the yeah. shock and awe right there. Yeah, exactly. Unless he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so, T-Rex, I think you need an Ankylosaurus because it's the biggest. Biased. But it's, it is the most armored animal of all time. Yeah. It's just amazing. The only way you can defeat it is if you flip it on its back. Pretty much. And, and like, claw it. Give it belly rubs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a dinosaur turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the t-rex it's your mobile tank okay yeah um yeah. i'm thinking a, a utah raptor yeah they're smart utah raptor is basically like the velociraptor quote-unquote that's in jurassic park except it probably feathers okay and they found it in utah i'm assuming yes, yes. that's the name they found it actually oh. like while they were taping jurassic park and then they're like oh this super scaled up velociraptor we were pretending existed actually did exist it's just called utah raptor there's a joke like it, it wasn't polyamorous <laughs> what wow. was the uh, what was the joke about the utah raptor oh just that the scientists had to catch up and i don't think the scientists appreciated that yeah <laughs> it's also uh, quite a bit more robust like it's it's a beefier it's yeah it's got a bigger skull it's got more meat on it it's a very powerful looking animal yeah but also just very clever so you want that yep so we got three, right? Yeah. Now I think we need a sauropod. Like Patagotitan. You might as well go for the biggest one. Yeah. So that's kind of like Brachiosaurus type. But I don't know how that... Bigger. What is that going to do for you, though? Um, You're going to have to sell that one. Okay, okay. Well, see, that 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 would have been one of my choices because that's your that's your equipment guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. there you go. Well, go. Go ahead and sell it, though. Yeah, if you need to get somewhere, you yeah. can ride it. If you need to break <laughs> open something. Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's going to have a lot of like hauling capability. Mm-hmm. And this was the Patago Titan. So that's the one you can actually Patago see Titan. now at the American Museum of Natural History. They had to uh, they had to redo their room because it couldn't hold it. It's yeah. too large. I think I actually saw that. I was up there not too long oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. It's the one with the head sticking out of the room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like 110 feet long. That giant frog wow. thing freaks me out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The half frog, half crocodile looking thing. Yeah. Like, like I'm usually not a fan of animals dying, but I'm kind of glad that one doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of animals like that. Because sure. living in Florida, there would be one in my backyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like every night. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and your your fifth. Uh, you got to have some, I'm, I'm guessing some air support. Oh, is Reconnaissance. That yeah, I was thinking that as well. But there aren't, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you get one of the tiny Dromaeosaurs or something. You could. And I like Microraptor, but... Microraptor couldn't really fly, though. Oh, okay, okay. So... Just well, go with, like, a harpy eagle? Can we be pedantic and just pick modern birds as part of dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, because pterosaurs are technically not dinosaurs, so... Yeah. Some of those would be pretty cool, but those aren't dinosaurs. Wait a second, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like the, and the Mosasaurus, also not a dinosaur. Yeah. So dinosaurs... See, this is why paleontologists get in fistfights. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, probably the most common uh, mistake that people make. Dinosaurs are just things like sauropods and the ones that we've been okay. talking about. Anything that flies or swims isn't a dinosaur. Well, well actually, there's a couple that swim. That, but... Some that fly, too. But... Oh, yeah. But not the same way like pterosaurs where they have the huge wings and they probably could go for miles. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Those are all considered archosaurs. So that's like a, one notch up on the family tree. And if you go one notch higher, then you get to the one that includes mammals and people and all that. So it's kind of like ah. we're like second cousins 
with dinosaurs, if you look at it that way, and they're like first cousins to these archosaurs. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at pictures of Utah raptors here, those things are awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with like a harpy eagle. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Loophole. All right. Yeah. <laughs> those things. I've got so many tabs open right harpy now. Harpy eagles <laughs> actually <laughs> eat monkeys. Yeah. It's insane. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And sloths. Excellent. So that is your. There's a video <gasps> you can find of a sloth. <laughs> It's sad that it's so funny, but there's a sloth climbing a tree in South South America. And you know, the sloths are so slow and pathetic looking and it's in slow motion. So it looks even slower. And then a harpy eagle comes flying in sideways, talons first, and just grabs the sloth off the vine and just flies off. Oh, with it. yeah. Just when it's, just when it's finally getting its way all the way up to the top. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. This is, oh uh, crap. Oh, you found it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The the sloth is just kind of like no please <laughs> no please, this no. sucks <laughs> yeah and then uh, somebody captioned the video of the Harvey Eagle it says get some <laughs> <laughs> come on mate I'll have at you uh, okay this is okay hey okay sorry so thank you guys very much Garrett and Sabrina. And this is the time when you get to plug your stuff so we get you guys lots of listeners and people can find you and all that fun stuff. So awesome. plug away. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, the yeah, thank you. Best place. Yeah, thank you for joining us. It's been a blast. Yeah. It has. <laughs> lots of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so the best place to find us is probably our website, inodino.com, and then you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere. What are we? Apple, Google, Spotify, whatnot. All the podcast places. If you search dinosaur podcast, nice. we usually show up. Hopefully we've done our job right. <laughs> and if we have search I know Dino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've also got Instagram at I know Dino, um, Facebook, Twitter, any everything really at I know Dino. <laughs> oh, you should probably say too, no is K N O W. Oh yes. As in I know about dinosaurs. Nice. And yes. we will, of course, paste the link on our page as well when we when this episode goes live. Thank you. So you'll be able to find it there as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Learned a lot. I have a lot of reading to do. <laughs> um, I'm very interested in the Bone Wars now. I have so many tabs open, like I said, and um, it, it's been a real pleasure. So thank yeah. you so much. And uh, we're going to try to book you for the next uh, the next Jurassic Park right now. In three years. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. three, four years from now. <laughs> yep. So just remember, we we we're, 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 we're booking yeah, you right now. Twenty eighteen, we so. made the same yeah. date. Exactly. I think they announced right. It was June twenty first, twenty. Yeah. Oh, it was twenty twenty one. Yeah, three years. There you go. You'll be on episode like two hundred by then. Maybe more. Oh God. <laughs> Maybe we'll I do all the, I do all the editing. I'm just gonna be so tired. God willing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Garrett and Sabrina from inodino.com, the Ino Dino, the big dinosaur podcast, uh, spelled K-N-O-W, because we always have to clarify that we are F-I-V-E as well. Thank you so much for listening. For myself, Jimmy, Greg, hi, <laughs> and Rob. God. 
Hi. I didn't know you were doing. I didn't know we were doing that, but yeah. I figured I'd try. Okay. Uh, Thank you guys is what I meant to say, but instead I said hi. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm exhausted. Me too. Thanks for Goodbye. listening, guys. Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. For cheese balls. Dude, yeah. That would be awesome. You gotta wait, like, what, two weeks? A week? Eh, no. Just a week. <laughs> yeah, just like... Just yeah. Plus finding them. Just a week. I mean, we might cause a stampede. We might. Cheese balls, cheese balls, cheese balls. <laughs> Next week, I'm just gonna be sitting here just shoveling handfuls of cheese balls into my mouth, <laughs> washing it down with Surge. <laughs> <laughs> or Jolt Cola. Oh, God, I drank Jolt at the beach one time when I was, like, 11, and I just barfed right over the pier because it was so hot. So much caffeine. Okay. It was all the caffeine.